1: Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: Swifties take action. Your news update and we talk turkey on this edition of Arbitrage News Weekend. Starting right now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage News Weekend for November 26, 2022. I'm Joshua Stark. Some of Taylor Swift's fans want you to know three things. They're not still 16, they have careers and resources, and right now, they're angry. That's a powerful political motivator, researchers say. Look what Ticketmaster made them do. It started November 15th when millions crowded a pre-sale for Swift's long-awaited Eras Tour, resulting in crashes, prolonged waits, and frantic purchases. By Thursday, Ticketmaster had canceled the general sale, citing insufficient remaining tickets and inciting a firestorm of outrage from fans. Swift herself said the ordeal really pisses me off. Ticketmaster apologized, but the bad blood had already been sowed and now fans and politicians have started acting on it. For Swifties, the ire for Ticketmaster is not just about a ticket, it's the fact you can't participate in your community and your fandom and it's part of your identity, a fan said. More than 253,000 coronavirus cases have been found in China in the past three weeks and the daily average is rising, the government said Tuesday, adding to pressure on officials who are trying to reduce economic damage by easing controls that confine millions of people to their homes. The ruling Communist Party promised earlier this month to reduce disruptions from its zero-COVID strategy by making controls more flexible. But this latest wave of outbreaks is challenging that, prompting major cities including Beijing to close off populous districts, shut stores and offices, and ordered factories to isolate their workforces from outside contact. Disgraced Theranos CEO Elizabeth Holmes was sentenced Friday to more than 11 years in prison for duping investors in the failed startup that promised to revolutionize d- blood testing, but instead made her a symbol of Silicon Valley ambition that veered into deceit. The sentence imposed by US District Judge Edward Devalia was shorter than the 15 year penalty requested by federal prosecutors, but far tougher than the leniency her legal team sought for the mother of a year old son with another child on the way. Holmes, 38, faced a maximum of 20 years in prison. Her legal team requested no more than 18 months, preferably served in home confinement. This is a very heavy sentence, said Rachel Fizzit, a defense lawyer who has also been involved in health care cases. Louisiana artist Mandy Posh had to have something to wear to her exhibit opening the next day. Instead of making a last minute dash to the store, she turned to her creative skills and painted a white off-the-shoulder cocktail dress to match one of her artworks. The result has been an internet smash sensation. Poche lives in Ponchatoula, a town of about 8,000 people in southeastern Louisiana that is known for its annual strawberry Festival, antique stores, and the live alligator it keeps as its mascot. It's now being noticed for a piece of art that people from around the world have connected with, Poche's Dress. When she painted the dress and made a video of it, she joked with her family that it would be a hit. Y'all just watch, this is gonna go viral, said Poche, who owns Mandy May Fine Art. The video, titled When You Need Something Cool to Wear to Your Art Release Tomorrow Night, has nearly nine million hits on Facebook. More after this. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly
1: becomes two. Could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around ten thousand dollars in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This
2: week's arbitragetrade.com blog includes Minx Gone Wild, Jack Daniels in Supreme Court, not for what you'd think. And we talk turkey about why your turkey was so expensive this year. All this and more in this week's Arbitrage blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com. Now let's go to the president and chief turkey carver of Arbitrage, Mr. Royce Wells, for more. Royce? Yes, sir? I tell you, man, Ari has been doing some great articles on science and animals. Yes,
3: I totally agree.
2: This one... This one is interesting. It's actually one that I picked up on, and she picked on I, up on, and I didn't even realize that we had we had synergy with this. So, uh, a mink farm was struck in uh, October fifteenth in Ohio and released somewhere between twenty five and forty thousand mink. Now, what are mink? Mink? Uh, well, it's Ferments of monk. It's a oh, fur right. farm. No, oh.
3: no. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. No
2: mink coats. Wait, is, are we talking about the same minks? We're talking about the same minks, right? Oh man, they're they're small animals, similar to ferrets or or uh, aren't they semi aquatic? I, I you know I don't know, I, I don't think, know. I
3: think um yeah, but because their their, their 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 coats are waterproof. That's one of the reasons why they make coats out of them.
2: I believe that's correct. I believe that's correct. Uh, some say this was a vandalism uh, thing. Some say that it was a uh, a cry to to free uh, the animals. But uh, twenty five thousand to forty thousand mink released into the Ohio wilderness.
3: There wasn't a uh, lady in a black and white coat with funny hair chasing. Fast was there?
2: <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, okay. I, I, I think I did see a, an antique car somewhere along in there, but right. uh, apparently uh, there is uh, some of the some of the released mink. Uh, well, yeah, they are semi aquatic. They can get wet, but unfortunately, um, uh, some of these didn't survive. Mm.
3: Uh, how how bad was the, the the debt toll? I'm sure it was high numbers. It it was
2: it was bad. It was bad. Uh, they can definitely say. Did, were
3: they able to catch any of them?
2: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean they they caught around uh, around thirty thousand, or that they accounted for thirty thousand of the mink, but they're still saying that ten thousand are not accounted for. Uh, pay no attention to the mink. That my children got for
3: christmas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? We we talk a lot about uh environmental issues and things like that. And the thing is is that is that these people thought that they were doing something good. Unfortunately, uh it ended up that uh you know, it hurt more of these mink uh than it saved uh because uh. I mean, only ten thousand basically escaped. The rest were either recaptured or killed.
3: Yikes! Well,
2: hey, no good deed goes unpunished. Uh, that's true. That's true. So, uh, mink coats for everybody around.
3: I uh, know mink pets. Mink pets. Mink. It's it's the new puppy.
2: It's the new it's the new ferret. Yeah. Hey, I see that. there we go. <laughs> Our
3: feral ferret.
2: Oh, let's not do that. All right, more after this. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn, but not every child can focus on classes and play dates.
3: Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day, and it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, play and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality.
2: Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea
1: parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your
2: community by visiting feedingamerica.org.
0: Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
2: Disney has swapped out Bobs in a plot twist worthy of one of their movies. Few saw coming, but many see as a good move. Bob Iger, the enterprising entertainment executive who brought Star Wars, Pixar, and Marvel under the Disney marquee, and challenge the streaming dominance of Netflix will replace his hand-picked successor, CEO Bob Chapek, whose two-year tenure has been marked with clashes, missteps, and a weakening financial performance. The stunning development comes two weeks after Disney's quarterly financial performance fell well short of Wall Street expectations on both profit and revenue, a rarity sending shares tumbling 12%. Shares of the Walt Disney Company are down 40% this year. The company stock jumped 8% at the opening bell Monday at the appointment of Geiger, which is effective immediately. It is with an incredible sense of gratitude and humility, and I must admit a bit of amazement that I write to you this evening with the news that I am returning to the Walt Disney Company as Chief Executive Officer. Iger71 wrote in an email to employees. The tumult atop Disney came quickly with reports that Iger was first approached by board members about a possible return Friday. Iger separated completely with Disney near the end of last year after remaining on board for two years as executive chairman, helping to guide Chapek and to guarantee a smooth transition. That transition was anything but smooth and on Sunday, Iger agreed to a two-year contract to redirect Disney's trajectory and find a new help find a new leader. Iger was Disney's public face for 15 years as chief executive before handing the job off to Chapek in 2020, a stretch in which he compiled a string of victories lauded in the entertainment industry and by Disney fans. Chapek oversaw Disney during one of the most challenging periods in company history that began with a pandemic and ended, at least under Chapek's rule, with spiraling inflation. But his time as chief executive was also marked by what many saw as unforced errors for a company that, under Iger, appeared to do no wrong. The company became embroiled in a public fight with Governor Ron DeSantis after Disney's home state of Florida enacted a measure that forbids instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in elementary schools up to third grade, a rule critics dubbed the Don't Say Gay Law chapek remained silent publicly at first and that ignited an employee revolt when chapek then denounced the measure it kicked off a political backlash with conservative lawmakers and media outlets pushing boycotts and labeling disney as too woke months later chapek fired peter rice the chairman of disney general entertainment television among the most highly regarded television executives in the industry The firing stunned Hollywood and fueled new criticism from investors over Chapek's leadership. It was highly unusual for conflicts at Disney to spill out into the public sphere, but rightly or wrongly, it seemed to be a trait under Chapek. A fight with one of Hollywood's biggest stars went public last year after Scarlett Johansson sued Disney over her pay for Black Widow. Over the past several weeks, more doubts were raised over Chapex plans to cut costs, including reports of plans for major layoffs while Disney devotees chafed under price hikes at Disney parks. More after this. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's? Yep. And Josh, you're going to?
1: Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice.
2: Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts.
0: What? No!
2: Yep and my dorky dad hat, and I'm gonna do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it!
0: Seriously? Why?
2: Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seat belts without giving me a hard time.
3: It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes.
2: And sometimes,
3: all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay,
1: okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled.
2: Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time.
1: What, what? No! no!
3: Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information.
0: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.
3: That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
2: All right, Royce. It's been documented your lack of pets outside of aquariums. Yes, that happens. Uh, So you wouldn't have any dog toys around, right? Yep. Actually, I do have several. How in the world do you have dog toys? Um, I have children that think
3: dog toys are Fun-sounding, and they try to scare the dickens out of each other with him. There's like a, I think Oliver, my my four-year-old, yeah, he likes to
2: torment his 18-month-old
3: little sister with a squeaky little pig.
2: Sounds fun. I think I'm taking notes. Yeah, right? Well, a particular dog toy has gotten some people in a little bit of a hot water situation. Uh, Jack Daniels seems to be howling mad because of a squeaking dog toy that parodies the signature bottle and uh they're taking them to the supreme court. Uh sounds
3: like someone's gotten, well I won't say that on on air. Uh but we'll 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 we'll, we'll just leave that alone. Hey, okay. It's a squeaky toy. What
2: harm can it do? Well, I, I you're you're familiar with this this concept of of Patents and and uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely, definitely, but patents. Their argument is that the the plastic toy, it's called a Bud Spaniel's toy. Isn't that cute? Uh, there you go. Yeah, um, that this toy mimics uh, the 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 signature shape of a Jack Daniels bottle. Um, uh, what about any other bottle? you know here's a coke bottle
3: like a, I mean so now we can get away
2: with saying hey that bottle shaped like a bottle i'm gonna sue you well they're so doggone mad that it it shapes (laughs) it it mimics the shape of the whiskey bottle as well as the black and white label and the the amber colored liquor and you know the fact that it's it's kind of uh It kind of looks like it. I mean, they're saying that Jack Daniels has a signature look, and it's true, right? So wait, so I
3: can get a bottle of maple syrup, and Jack Daniels is going to sue me over that.
2: That's good to know. Well, depends on what that maple syrup looks like. If it Uh, looks like a bottle of Jack Daniels, It's amber in color, just like Jack Daniels. Why not? (laughs) So here's the thing, right?
3: sounds like Jack Daniels just can't take a joke
2: well there's there's prop humor here right yeah so you know when you make a prop you make sure that it doesn't look quite like the thing that you're that you're you're parading although it it needs to look a little bit like it right and even even with the the toy it says this product is not affiliated with Jack Daniel distillery. I mean, they made. Yeah, the, Mike, if you definitely state it and you definitely say it, then basically, huh, do you have
3: a leg to stand on?
2: Well, according to. Our bone to pick? <laughs> according to their attorney, Jack Daniels' attorney, they say that everyone likes a good joke, but uh, the profit motivation is the problem here, you know? Uh, taking Wait, so they it, want kickback from it? Well, taking advantage of Jack Daniels' hard-earned goodwill is what they're saying. So, uh,
3: And just to be fair, just to, to, to say this quite clearly, they said that
2: I was quoting them on them not being able to take a joke. That's right? not
3: my personal opinion.
2: They, they technically said that they could take a joke, but, you know, lawyers being who they are.
3: Yeah, we love lawyers. Oh, yeah.
2: More after this on Arbitrage News Weekend.
3: A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
2: Rose Prophet thought the second mortgage loan on her Brooklyn home was resolved about a decade ago. Until she received paperwork, she owed more than $130,000. I was shocked, said Prophet, who refinanced her two family home in 2006, six years after arriving from Haiti. I didn't even know these people because they never contacted me. They never called me. Prophet is part of a wave of homeowners that say that they are blindsided by the start of foreclosure actions on their homes over second loans that were taken out more than a decade ago. The trusts and mortgage loan servicers behind the actions say the loans were defaulted on years ago. Some of these homeowners say they weren't even aware they had a second mortgage because of confusing loan structures. Others believe their second loans were rolled in with their first mortgage payments or forgiven. Typically, they say that they had not received statements on the second loans for years as they paid down their first mortgages. Now they're being told the loans weren't dead after all. Instead, they're what critics call zombie debt, old loans with new collection actions. While no federal government agency tracks the number of foreclosure actions on second mortgages, attorneys aiding homeowners say that they have surged in recent years. The attorneys say that many of the loans are owned by purchases of troubled mortgages and are being pursued now because home values have increased and there's more equity in them. They have been holding them. Having no communication with the borrowers, said Andrea Stark, an attorney with the Boston based National Consumer Law Center. And then all of a sudden, they're coming out of the woodwork and are threatening to foreclose because now there is value in the property. They could foreclose on the property and actually get something after the first mortgages are paid off. Attorneys for owners of the loans and the companies that service them argue that they are pursuing legitimately owned debt no matter what the borrowers believed and they say they are acting legally to claim it. How did this happen? Well, court actions can now be traced to the tail end of the housing boom earlier this century. Some involve home equity lines of credit. Others stem from 80-20 loans in which home buyers could take out a first loan covering about 80 percent of the purchase price and a second loan covering the remaining 20. Splitting loans allowed borrowers to avoid large down payments, but the second loans could carry interest rates of 9 percent or more and balloon payments. Consumer advocates say the loans, many originating with since discredited lenders, included predatory terms and were marketed in communities of color and lower income neighborhoods. The surge in people falling behind on mortgage payments after the Great Recession began included homeowners with second loans. They were among the people who took advantage of federal loan modification programs, refinanced or declared bankruptcy to help keep their homes. In some cases, the first loans were modified, but the second ones weren't. Some second mortgages at that time were charged off, meaning the creditor had stopped seeking payment. That doesn't mean the loan was forgiven, but that was the impression of many homeowners, some of whom apparently misunderstood the 80-20 loan structure. Other borrowers say they had difficulty getting answers about their second loans. In court filings, the defendants dispute the plaintiff's interpretation of the statute of limitations, say they acted properly, and are seeking to dismiss the lawsuits. We will be following this story with Arbitrage News and our blog, so take a look at arbitragetrade.com forward slash blogs to see more.
1: Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players
3: kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. (laughs) Corny, groan-worthy, but also, one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad <laughs> jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov, brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
0: Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting a Teenager, Learning the Lingo
1: Jelly, Jelly Adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn
3: phone case.
0: You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Kids, and the Ad Council.
2: Royce, hopefully we had a great Thanksgiving by now. I, I don't uh, think I'm rolling back the curtain too much by saying we do pre-tape these. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're not here on Saturdays. Are you nuts? Give me a break. Um, most of the time. Most of the time. That's <laughs> like, right. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's true. I That's mean, true. the last production rollout, most of I the time.
3: definitely Darius might be able to say, mm. I
2: think we could, I think we could all say that we spent a couple of Saturdays up here at least.
3: At the very least. But,
2: however, know. this one, because it is Thanksgiving weekend, we are pre-taping this. And right now, Americans are bracing for a costly thanksgiving this year a uh, double digit percent increases in the price of turkey potatoes stuffing canned pumpkin and other things uh but
3: why josh why
2: you know historically we've only risen about two percent annually but because of lower production, higher costs for labor, transportation items, and that sort of thing, uh, disease, rough weather, the war in Ukraine—I mean, we've got a lot of factors going on here. Um,
3: Sounds like a lot of excuses to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh,
2: sorry, <laughs> it, it really isn't. It really isn't about shortages this year. Um, okay, so what's it about then? Well, like I said, I mean, we we've got tons of things going on. Um, There are tighter supplies with some pretty good reasons for it this year. Uh, wholesale turkey prices are at record highs after a difficult year for U.S. flocks. Apparently, a particularly deadly strain of avian flu has wiped out about 48 million turkeys and other oh, wow. poultry in 46 states this year. Sounds fun. That's a factor. Uh, so, U.S. turkey supplies per capita are at their lowest level since 1986. Uh, sounds like you're just flapping your guns. You know what? It's not me that said that. It was Mark Jordan with uh, uh, the Jonesboro, Arkansas-based Leap Market Analytics. So,
3: Oh, wow. Okay, it's another analytics company. I, 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 I digress. You right. know what? I'm not going to mess with analytics. Cause we, we
2: can't mess with analytics that's, can we? That's our bread and butter, so yeah, absolutely, right. <laughs> right. So here's some more numbers for you. up uh one seventy seven per pound in November up twenty eight percent from the same month last year. Oh wow, so twenty eight percent more we're paying for our turkeys this year, so that means we're getting twenty seven percent less turkey? No, it just means if we're
3: paying twenty seven percent more, that means that we're getting less. I mean, last year I could
2: have gotten twenty seven percent more turkey than I got this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, eggs are going up. Uh, eggs for for average grade A dozen eggs, uh, average of two two dollars and twenty eight cents more than double the price from wow. the year prior. Um, yes, the yolks on you. I'm gonna have to hurt you for that one. Uh. <laughs> How about stuffing? Stuffing, sixteen ounce box of stuffing costs fourteen percent more than last year. A five-pound bag of potatoes averaged $3.26, or 45.5% higher from a, from a year ago. Why, Josh? I don't know. Are we man. trying
3: to end world hunger by starving us and being able to buy stuff now?
2: Well, you've seen me. I'm not going to starve. So. Oh, no, I won't <laughs> starve either, but you know. <laughs> you've had lunch with me before. I think we can absolutely fact, roll just that. just now. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah, it was pretty good. So the average cost of a classic Thanksgiving dinner looks to be for eight people looks to be around one hundred and eighty dollars. That's forty dollars more than the advertised price last year. Wow. So we hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving dinner. We'll see you Monday on arbitrage news.
0: trade.com.